Introduction to Haunted London. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Haunted London by Walter Thornbury. Introduction. Haunted London. Dr. Johnson's Opinions of London. Quote, it is not in the showy evolution of buildings, but in the multiplicity of human habitations, that the wonderful immensity of London consists. The happiness of London is not to be conceived but by those who have been in it. I will venture to say that there is more learning and science within the circumference of where we now sit than in all the rest of the kingdom. A man stores his mind in London better than anywhere else no place cures a man's vanity or arrogance so well as london for no man is either great or good per se but as compared with others not so good or great and he is sure to find in the metropolis many his equals and some his superiors no man of letters leaves london without regret by seeing london i have seen as much of life as the world can show when a man is tired of london he is tired of life, for there is in London all life can afford, and London is the fountain of intelligence and pleasure. End quote. From Boswell's Life of Johnson. Boswell's Opinion of London. Quote, I have often amused myself with thinking how different a place London is to different people. They whose narrow minds are contracted to the consideration of some one particular pursuit view it only through that medium. A politician thinks of it merely as the seat of government, etc. But the intellectual man is struck with it as comprehending the whole of human life in all its variety, the contemplation of which is inexhaustible. End quote. From Boswell's Life of Johnson. Croker. 1848, page 144. Preface. This book deals less with the London of the ghost stories, the scratching impostor in Cock Lane, or the apparition of Parson Ford at the Hummums, than with the London consecrated by manifold traditions, a city every street and alley of which teems with interesting associations, every paving stone of which marks, as it were, the abiding place of some ancient legend or biographical story in short this london of the present haunted by the memories of the past the slow changes of time the swifter destructions of improvement and the inevitable necessities of modern civilization are rapidly remodelling london it took centuries to turn the bright swift little rivulet of the fleet into a fetid sewer years to transform the palace at bridewell into a prison but events now move faster the alliance of money with enterprise and the absence of any organized resistance to needful though sometimes reckless improvements all combine to hurry forward modern changes if an alderman of the last century could arise from his sleep he would shudder to see the scars and wounds from which london is now suffering viaducts stalk over our chief roads great square tubes of iron lie heavy as nightmares on the breast of ludgate hill 
in finsbury and blackfriars there are now to be seen yawning chasms as large and ghastly as any that breaching cannon ever effected in the walls of a besieged city on every hand legendary houses great men's birthplaces the haunts of poets the scenes of martyrdoms and the battlefields of old factions heave and totter around us the tombs of great men in the chinks of which the nettles have grown undisturbed ever since the great fire are now being uprooted milton's house has become part of the punch office a printing machine clanks where chatterton was buried almost every moment some building worthy of record is shattered by the pickaxes of ruthless labourers the noise of falling houses and uprooted streets even now in my ears tells me how busily time the destroyer and the improver is working erasing tombstones blotting out names on street doors battering down narrow thoroughfares and defacing one by one the memories of the good the bad the illustrious and the infamous a sincere love of the subject and a strong conviction of the importance of the preservation of such facts as i have dredged up from the sea of oblivion have given me heart for my work the gradual changes of old london and the progress of civilization westward are worth noting by all students of the social history of england it will be found that many traits of character many anecdotes of interest as illustrating biography are essentially connected with the habitations of the great men who have either been born in london or who have resorted to it as a centre of progress art commerce government learning and culture the fact of the residence of a poet a painter a lawyer or even a rogue at any definite date will often serve to point out the social status he either aimed at or had acquired it helps to show the exact relative distinctions in fashion and popularity of different parts of london at particular epochs and contributes to form an illustrated history of london proceeding not by mere progression of time and dealing with the abstract city the whole entity of london but marching through street after street and detailing local history by districts at a time a century after the martyrs of the covenant had shed their blood for the good old cause an aged man mounted on a little rough pony used periodically to make the tour of their graves with a humble and pious care he would scrape out the damp green moss that filled up the letters once so sharp and clear cut away the thorny arches of the brambles tread down the thick prickly undergrowth of nettles and leave the brave names of the dead men open to the sunlight it is something like this that i have sought to do with london traditions i have especially avoided in every case mixing truth with fiction i have never failed to give where it was practicable the actual words of my authorities rather than run the risk of warping or distorting a quotation even by accident or losing the flavour and charm of original testimony aware of the paramount value of sound and verified facts i have not stopped to play with words and colours nor to sketch imaginary groups and processions such pictures are often false and only mislead but a fact proved illustrated and rendered accessible by index and heading is however unpretentious a contribution to history 
and has with certain inquirers a value that no time can lessen in a comprehensive work dealing with so many thousand dates and introducing on the stage so many human beings it is almost impossible to have escaped errors i can only plead for myself that i have spared no pains to discover the truth i have had but one object in view that of rendering a walk through london a journey of interest and a pilgrimage to many shrines in some cases i have intentionally passed over or all but passed over outlying streets that i thought belonged more especially to districts alien to my present plan maiden lane for example with its memories of voltaire marvel and turner belongs rather to a chapter on covent garden of which it is a palpable appendage and chancery lane i have left till i come to fleet street i should be ungrateful indeed if in conclusion i did not thank mr fairholt warmly for his careful and valuable drawings on wood to that accomplished antiquary i am indebted as my readers will see for several original sketches of bygone places and for many curious illustrations which i should certainly not have obtained without the aid of his learning and research End of section zero.